March 21st, 2019. I am Dan Rubin. This is the Bucknuts Morning 5 and Change. Coming to you from a still kind of dark gem city. On the horn with the one and only 24-7 sports director of recruiting, Steve Wiltfong. Steve, how goes it? Good morning, Daniel. One of the best days of the year. The madness is here. And uh, I try. So there there was a time where I used to not go to school on this day. Um which then got tricky uh, with with sports in high school. Um, And then uh, I would definitely not work, which has now gotten trickier with people doing stuff on the recruiting trail every day of the year, but still plan to spend most of the day in front of the TV um, watching, watching the madness rooting for the rooting for the double digits. I remember you as being one of those guys who got together with his friends, made a bunch of food, and drank heavily, too, once you yeah. became a young adult. Is that correct? And gamble. But, yeah, um, now i got two young kids, and the work travel is up. You know, like I'm going to Atlanta Nike this weekend, going to Tampa next weekend. The only trip I have – so I'm not going to that three-day or that four-day, three-night extravaganza. I miss that. Um, but – I I really would rather just be with my kids, to be honest. So it's not even like, I mean, I could go, but I just like being home with my kids. So the one trip I have not gotten rid of is opening day at Wrigley, although I missed that last year because of the 7-on-7 national championship for Adidas. Um, But I'll be back at opening day at Wrigley Field this year for any uh, front rowers, uh, Bucknuts readers or listeners that go to Wrigley. Uh, beer on me, an old style on me if you're hanging out in Wrigleyville for opening day this year. I was going to say, shots at the Cubby Bear an hour before the first pitch usually does well. I've been to the Cubby Bear one time, and I'm kind of embarrassed to say I spent an hour in the bathroom downstairs trying to sober up. But it's a long story. The Reds won 2 nothing on two solo homers by Barry Larkin, and we watched it on Waveland Avenue across the street. It was a long time ago. You can Google it, Reds fans. Let's get to the really important stuff. Ohio State is on the recruiting stretch here with visitors that looks like an all-star studded list. We talked a little bit about this on Tuesday with Dwayne Long, and now we're going to break it down with the one and only Steve. But first, I was sent a private message this week. One of our users wanted to know information from the phone. What he wanted to know, Jack Miller. Why has he dropped to the number 118 prospect according to 24-7 Sports when he remains number 52 in the composite? Which is a great ranking. This has always puts me in position to, like, say negative things about a prospect that we have ranked high. We really like Jack Miller, the Ohio State quarterback commit, number 118 nationally out of thousands and thousands and thousands of high school football players. He's a young man that we have ranked very high. Obviously, we don't have him ranked as high as some of our peers. Maybe some things I would point to uh, off the hoof. Uh, the completion percentage was below 60% last year. Um, the uh, mobility compared to some others in the way college uh, offenses are trending. <clears throat> He's not um, elite in that department. And then seeing him 
in a camp setting, um, uh, again, you, it just, I don't like saying, I don't, I mean, I could, I could pretty much nitpick anybody, anything, you know, uh, I just don't. So now I'm in a position where you're asking me to nitpick Jack, who we have ranked 118th nationally, which means we love him. Yeah, usually it just means other guys have moved past him. It's more just yeah. There's just some guys we like a Jack. little better, but they'll right. settle it on the field, you know. And we'll get some right, we'll get some wrong. I, I would just Hopefully say this for Buckeye. Right. Yeah, I would just say this for Buckeye recruiting fans. Just don't worry about Jack Miller. He's plenty good. He's going to be great when he gets here. His ranking at this point to me is borderline irrelevant. And that quarterback room is pretty fun. damn healthy at Ohio State right now. When right. you're looking at Fields and you're looking at Baldwin and and uh, you're going to add Jack Miller to that. Why am I drawing a blank on the guy last year? Who they who they signed last year? They didn't remember. He got we traded him. Okay, gotcha. We traded him to Georgia. For That's Justin why I'm drawing Williams. a blank. Yeah, That's he, right. I don't think I, I'm not sure that Dewan would have. Yeah, he was. He's definitely a developmental guy. So it was a good trade. I'll just say that, um, and we'll go from there. We are about to, like I said, have a an all-star cavalcade of prospects come in here. If you just look at the list that we have up on the front row and Bill Thread that he's had up for a month now, the guys who are going to be visiting, it's it's truly awesome. So what we're going to do here is go through some names, get Steve's opinion on them, and then. We are going to point out if anybody is on commitment watch. This one I'm glad we're starting with. He'll be here tomorrow, March 22nd. Logan Cavazzo is a defensive back that everybody knows. This is relevant to you personally because you flipped your crystal ball to the Buckeyes recently. Describe why and uh, a little bit on Cavazos. Well, I don't know if he'll commit to Ohio State this weekend, but talking to a source with knowledge of the recruitment, they feel like he'll ultimately end up back in the Buckeyes class, so that's where I stand with that and obviously getting him on campus again is big and he's got a great personality and built a lot of connections with uh, his peers in this class and uh, if he's a Ohio State lean getting him around other young men that are considering Ohio State's a good thing for the Buckeyes. Henry Gray is a Florida defensive back as well this feels more like a classic Florida recruitment though and that different leaders at different times at one point in time people are certain he's going to be a Buckeye and Later on, they're certain he's not going to be a Buckeye. Where do you stand with the Floridian defensive back? Well, Ohio State's in a great position for him, and this is an opportunity for them to make another move. How would you compare the two? Who would you take if you could only take one? Oh, man. Um, well, Legend's, uh, Legend's the freak athlete that's been banged up. and uh, I don't I don't know, Dan. Uh, I mean, I think uh, – hell, I don't know. I, I, I'm taking the fifth on that one. I, I just you're, You already asked me a tough question today, you know. And these guys, at the end of the day, man, these guys are still kids, you know, and I just don't – It comes down to preference. I mean, people don't want to hear this. But when it gets – like you said, there's really no way to determine who's going to guarantee who's going to be a better player between Legend and Henry right now. It just comes down to preference and scheme and stuff, so – I'll keep putting you on the spot. I, I have a guaranteed feeling people are enjoying this. Let's move on to the 23rd. Actually, no, before we do that, this is a name that's come up, and I watched some tape on him, and this is a stud. Emeka Igbuka, help me out. Yeah, Class he can of run. 
Yeah, he's but a not just athlete. that. It's another kid from the state of Washington that they brought in, which I've always impressed. And you got a guy to travel that far to visit. Yeah, and obviously you got G. Scott committed in 2020, but he's a young man that's highly coveted and highly sought after. And it's early in the process for him, and Ohio State's got a shot to make a statement with him at this point uh, as things really start to take off for him. Okay, before the show started, I asked Steve some questions for my own edification. We know Ohio State has G. Scott and Jackson Smith in the in the fold, two highly rated wide receivers. But we are hearing a ton about them being in the mix for three guys, each of whom is rated higher than those two, Julian Fleming, Raheem Jarrett, and Marcus Rosney. Julian Fleming, I think you could make an argument, and Dwayne did, that he's the best receiver to come out in maybe a decade. That's just another personal preference thing. Julian will be here on the 23rd, that's Saturday. Do you feel like he is just taking his trip to Ohio State for fun? We've heard how many times he's been to Penn State. He's a Pennsylvania native. The latest you're feeling on Fleming? I think Ohio State's right there for him. He could land the 24-7 sports number one ranked receiver. Uh, he's been to Ohio State before and, and uh, building a really good relationship with Coach Day and Coach Hartline and company. And His interest in Ohio State is very legit, um, as it is with Clemson and Penn State and some others. And uh, There's some that believe Ohio State leads for Julian Fleming, so we'll see how it shakes out. What do you make of the statements that he could be the best prospect wide receiver-wise to come out in several years? Well, I think, I don't know. I mean, receiver is such an easy position to say that about um, just because it's such an easy, I mean, it's a pretty easy position to evaluate, <laughs> you know. Um, sure. And there's, so many, and there's so many guys that stand out at it. Um, you know, Fleming is a big, strong kid with outstanding leaping ability. He's explosive. He's a multi-sport uh, stud at everything he does. I mean, he, I feel good about him being our number one receiver in this cycle. But, hell, there's other kids in this class that, you know, have some unique traits too. And, and, and so, I don't know. I'm, I just think that our generation of sports writers and sports media loves to say generational talent and – and and stuff like that, and it's really just annoying, to be honest. I don't know. He, I feel good about him being our number one ranked receiver, uh, but as far as where he, you know, is he the best receiver I've ever evaluated? Um, is he the best receiver in the last five years? I, I don't know. You know, I mean, obviously there's some, uh, there's been some great receivers, and and then there's been guys that were misevaluated that are having great pro careers, um, including one out of Ohio State. So. Um, but I, hell, I, I think he's the best receiver in this class, and, and uh, it's easy to see why all the schools are lining up for him. I think what they're saying when people say this now is he's a prototype. He's got the size of an NFL receiver and the speed. You can't really honest. You can't look at him and say, "Hey, he can't do this." So I, I did the, the eval of him. I did the eval of him on his bio, and, and the comparison is to a former Ohio State receiver that was just previously mentioned. I think they got similar similar style games. Uh, maybe I'm wrong on that, but that's just the way I view it. We didn't actually mention his name. He plays for the Saints, and he's probably going to be the first pick in fantasy for anyone who knows what they're doing. Mike Thomas. Okay, March 23rd also. Here's a name you hear a lot. Reese Atterbury. Is he on commitment watch? I'm, you know, I'm not sure. Obviously, uh, he named his top schools recently, so the process is, is winding down for him, and there's no question that he could easily end up at Columbus. 
All right, I'm going to mention last prospects we're going to mention here. March 23rd, three quarterbacks. We can make an argument there's four quarterbacks coming. One of them is an athlete, Cameron Martinez, stud out of Michigan, that obviously is going to be Mr. moved. football. Correct. So then J.J. McCarthy, Jack Brandon, and Jeffrey Beverly will already be will also be here. Of that group, if you had to guess, who do you think Ohio State likes the best? And I don't want you to guess. Well, so Cameron Martinez is a 2020, so he's in a different right. boat, and he's an athlete. And he's Mr. Football in the state of Michigan, tremendous football player uh, for a, a tremendous program uh, that's put up a lot of statistics year in and year out. Uh, he flourished last year for them and could play a multitude of positions. Uh, all the Big Ten powers are in the mix for that one. Uh, Ohio State, obviously one of them. And then the of those quarterbacks, the ones I'm most, the one I'm most familiar with right now is J.J. McCarthy uh, out of the Chicagoland area, led his team to a state championship as a sophomore. Uh, had a, I mean, I think he completed 76% of his passes. So we've talked about a completion percentage earlier in the show. J.J. McCarthy hit on 76% of his throws last year, which is just ridiculous. Uh, won a state championship. I think Ohio State's got a great shot at him. Uh, he's making the rounds. Um, got a lot of schools that he's interested in, but he's coming with his entire family to Ohio State this weekend, and I know he's geeked up about it. I'm geeked about that, too. You all should be geeked about the recruiting coverage we're going to have over the weekend. You know Bill Kerlick will be there with bells on. You're not the going dean. to work anyway because it's the dean. You're not going to work anyway because it's tournament time. And you know that at 9.50 p.m. tonight on TBS, you can watch your Buckeyes take on Iowa State in an 11-6 matchup. Before we leave, Steve, your four Final Four teams. Believe it or not, I haven't even looked at the bracket, so I don't even know who's coming out of which which area. Okay. Who's your Who's your champ? Duke. Oh, come on, Steve. The one we gave Steve one softball and turned on it. We appreciate it. Have a good one, Buck Hunters. Take care, guys.